The Magnificent Fab Four, October 25th, 2023. Financial advisors need no reminding that performance this year has been heavily influenced by how much you invested in the Magnificent Seven. Apple, Microsoft, Meta, Amazon, Alphabet, NVIDIA, and Tesla. Not only have the remaining 493 stocks substantially lagged the S&P 500, but the MSCI All-Country World Index of nearly 3,000 companies would be down this year if not for the seven. In other words, it's been hard to beat the S&P 500. And yet, midstream energy infrastructure continues to close in on a third successive calendar year of outperformance. The American Energy Independence Index, or the AEITR, has its high flyers too. Magellan Midstream was up 45% year-to-date until it stopped trading following its acquisition by One Oak. We were not happy with the deal. See, One Oak does a deal nobody needs. Nonetheless, we'll grudgingly accept the profit while remaining dismayed at the recapture of deferred taxes that the transaction creates. Equitrans is up 43% year-to-date, thanks to Joe Manchin insisting on the Mountain Valley Pipeline's inclusion in the recent legislation to raise the debt ceiling. Mountain Valley's completion suffered another delay last week when Equitrans disclosed challenges hiring workers to finish the job. It turns out that the constant risk a judge will issue a construction halt in response to one more challenge from an environmental extremist makes those jobs less appealing. Plains All-American is up 37%, so M&A activity and energy hasn't hurt. Exxon's acquisition of Pioneer, see Exxon buys more of what the world wants, is estimated to increase crude production out of the Permian by 350,000 barrels per day over the next four years, which is good if, like Plains, you own and operate crude pipelines there. Chevron's deal with Hess is another example of capital being allocated on the premise that oil has a bright future ahead of it. The International Energy Agency expects global crude oil demand to flatten out within the next five years before declining. See the super cycle or peak oil. That's clearly not what Exxon or Chevron expect. The Wall Street Journal cheekily suggested that weakness in electric vehicle sales suggests that they could peak first before crude oil consumption. See Chevron bets on peak green energy. Energy transfer is up 24% year-to-date, with a 17% 2024 estimated distributable cash flow yield, according to J.P. Morgan, and 7.1 times enterprise value over EBITDA. It is the cheapest large business in the sector. It always is. Energy transfer is the most commonly owned pipeline name when we talk with financial advisors who pick individual stocks. Years ago, management cemented their reputation for abusing their investors when they issued dilutive and very attractive convertible preferreds to management. See Energy Transfer, cutting your payout, not mine, from 2018. And is Energy Transfer quietly fleecing its investors from 2016? Energy Transfer's issuance of these offending securities led to a class action suit in Delaware, which the company won. Even though they enjoyed a victory in court, they still didn't do the right thing. Ever since, the stock has traded at what we'll call a Kelsey discount. Kelsey Warren is executive chairman and former CEO to its peers. But Energy Transfer knows how to run a business. Their casual relationship with fiduciary responsibility hides behind well-honed commercial instincts. When Texas suffered widespread power outages during winter storm Uri in 2021, Energy Transfer enjoyed a $2.4 billion windfall gain by providing natural gas to a market that was short. See why the energy transition is hard. 
many financial advisors are drawing some satisfaction that this long-time holding is finally rewarding their faith. The midstream energy infrastructure sector may not have the Magnificent Seven leading the market higher, but we have these Fab Four that have all handily beaten the averages. Since we're down to the three, Enterprise Products Partners up 20% year-to-date can take Magellan's place. The laggers this year are the Canadians. TC Energy down 10%, Enbridge down 13%, and Pamela down 11% share the stability of utilities, a quality investors don't value with rising rates. Their Canadian Presbyterian conservatism is being challenged. Enbridge is leaning against the trend in buying three utility businesses. See a comment on this in Fiscal Policy Moves Center Stage. Enbridge and TC Energy are both projected to have leverage above five times debt to EBITDA through the end of 2025, meaningfully higher than the three to three and a half times that prevails among their investment-grade peers. TC Energy has the more pressing need to shed assets to fund their CapEx program, but both companies are comfortable that their debt levels are manageable. Here, I'll switch to briefly indulge in a personal anecdote. My wife and I recently met John Cleese after watching him on stage. Americans are most familiar with Cleese through Monty Python, but Faulty Towers is among the greatest comedies of all time. Cleese plays Basil Faulty, the irascible hotel owner, constantly berating the guests whose presence is often an inconvenience or worse. Quotes from these 12 episodes have featured in our family discourse for decades. Since Cleese has been an enduring source of laughter for us, it was my great pleasure to tell him personally. True to form, he was charming and then told us to buzz off as there were others waiting to shake his hand.